This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Fossil Cove Brewing Company. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and part-time Sasquatch, Brian Hewitt. Looking to go full-time eventually. Full-time, one one day. day. Hey, Tim, so joining us today, we have Benjamin Mills, the owner of Fossil Cove, Andrew Bland, the marketing director, and Tyler Horn, the distribution manager for Fossil Cove. We're keeping the breweries to start with F February streak alive, Tim, this week. So that's that's good, right? <laughs> breweries that start with F in February, F right? Because February. we had Firemaker, Fossil Cove, Fossil Cove. Man, we, we are we going to do it next, it week? next week? Are we going to are we going to pull it off next week? We'll we'll change their name. Okay. How about we do that? We will we add a silent F to the a beginning of the name. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about Belgian brown ales, craft beer in Arkansas, Tyrannosauruses and peaches, and uh, probably a whole lot more. So, uh, guys, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. It's uh, we got a lot to cover. Yes, yes, yes a lot we do. to cover. Guys, did you are you all football fans? Did you big game last weekend? Super Bowl, the superb owl, the big superb, game. The big I game. I think to keep from getting in trouble, you have to say the big game. Well, if we don't we can't say Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, you know, the, it, with being radio and that, that's a big thing as to whether or not you can. And apparently it has to do with are you using it to promote something where you'd have like monetary gain? Yeah. If you're using it in promotion, you cannot say the Super Bowl without licensing. And according to what they said at the beginning of the game, you can't actually describe the contents either because I think that that's uh-huh. in some way infringing upon their trademarks on the activities that happen, which is weird. I don't know of anything else where just talking about an event is not wow. allowed, but that's what they say at the beginning of the program. So all you can say is the big game and, and everybody else, people just have to know you can't say anything more than that. Did you see yeah, that they, thing that happened? There at will that be a thing. <laughs> it was pretty great with that guy and the other guy and what they did. There oh, will be amazing. two teams, at least two teams at that will least. play some sort of big game. That's right. There, there may be yeah. some sort of object involved in travel, but I mean, right. we can't get much much deeper than that that's it that's really that's really all we can say fossil cove did you guys all did you have a party at the brewery uh super bowl party not not really at the brewery okay. a little bit yeah um we have in the past yeah. we used to we used to super bowl sunday was a big day for to-go beer leading up until kickoff okay. so we used to always have like a potluck but we didn't do it we didn't yeah. do that this year um they all did. Yeah, I, I, hung out, I hung out with my father-in-law and drank hop slam. So yeah. okay, like there you good, go. That was like a good way to do <laughs> uh, the, big, the big game for sure. I was at the brewery. It's, it was pretty slow. Normally, <laughs> yeah. normally pretty slow during the Super Bowl okay. or the big game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the big game. Yeah. <laughs> so what Fossil Cove beer pairs best with Super Bowl munchies, man? Nachos. <laughs> IPA wings. number three. IPA number three. IPA that's three. The, that's right. the yeah. one. Yeah. Huh? I mean, okay. I'd say the Frost Fest double IPA, depending you know depending on like how your team's doing. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like if you're losing, Frost it's, it's yeah. time to <laughs> Frost Fest. Well, if you're losing, yeah. it's time to open a few up. If you're winning, it's also time to open a few up. Yeah, so depending on how it goes, it's a win-win <laughs> yeah, situation there, right? right? Exactly right. 
Yeah. And that's the thing about beer, you guys. If if the S hits the hits the fan, people are going to want beer. If people are happy, they're going to want beer too. It, so yeah, it is. It <laughs> really goes with everything. So you could get like the the Rams fans could have went to the Bengals fans, be like, guys, man, sorry about your loss. You want to grab a beer? They're like, yeah, that's probably and, what they did. And everybody <laughs> wins, man. Everybody wins. That's right. Everybody I mean, surely they hang out after that game. Do they still drink beer? In they LA? do. I think they. they <laughs> some of it, maybe. Probably all non-alcoholic and. Food, yeah. food drinks and that in LA. Wine, a spritzer. Spritzers, spritzers all around. Right. Yeah. yeah. We we may well have a few people in LA listen. Ooh, yeah. We do have stations sure. in California. We do have stations in California. Well, Tim, I think we need to get into the beers of the week, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Brian, guess what? What? Great list of beers to drink this week. We want to thank our friends at The Nest for sponsoring this segment. They just celebrated their sixth anniversary, Brian. Yes, we went they over did. Party. They had beef ribs, which is not a normal menu item, but they had beef ribs there. We always talk about the wings, the nachos. So check them out, man. They do some cool stuff there. Kennesaw, Georgia, craft beer, barbecue. You can't go wrong. I actually enjoyed those beef ribs more than I enjoyed the smoked wings, which sounds unbelievable, but it was the it was the case that time. They we were know how you good. love the wings, man. Yes. So we know that. So Brian from Fossil Cove Brewing Company, we are currently sipping blackberry cream. And this is one when Jason Murphy came on uh, that he did his article for Porch Drinking, the 50 Bears and 50 States show. Okay, cool. He mentioned the blackberry cream. We're also going to get into La Brea Brown, which, guys, did you say is a Belgian brown? It's a Belgian brown ale, yeah. Belgian brown yeah. ale. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, session IPA and a Frost Fest dip up. Sounds great. So if you yeah. can handle all of that, I think I can. I, I brought my extra, my extra liver for this. Excellent, the spare, spare liver. Swap them out when you have to. Three, three of those are six, six ABV or above or below or above, aren't they? Like they're like right in the middle. Yeah. Are yeah. they right six, there? Okay. Yeah, six and double is you know, yeah, double nine seven. Double okay. nine seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it turns out Sessions that's an imperial seven. session IPA. Session's a, it's like a yes. triple session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it the is, quotes are around. It's pretty sessionable. Yeah. It's pretty sessionable for what it is. Yeah. That's you can do anything. You just have to throw throw quotes around it. You know, yeah, right, set, right, right. this is a session IPA. Why? Why is there a character on the can doing this? Yeah. <laughs> doing the air, doing air quotes on the well, can. If you try hard enough, yeah, yeah. anything sessionable. It is. Yeah. Depends on how long your session is. Exactly Ooh, right. Yeah. 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 Brian, do you have some craft beer news for us this week? As it turns out, yes, I do. And and I'm going to start off with some bad news. Uh, so we've got some brewery closures in the news this week. To begin with, Alan Sprintz announced his retirement and the closure of Hair of the Dog after 29 years in business. Uh, the actual tasting room closure won't happen until, quote, sometime this summer, as they still have plenty of beer to sell. And they have a few more beers to release, in fact. Uh, in the announcement, he made it clear that he is not selling the brewery and kind of cryptically said he's leaving it open to future collaborations. So what that exactly means, like if he's keeping the brewery but not operating it, just doing occasional special deals, I don't know. Uh, Hair of the Dog has been incredibly influential on the beer world, and we ev we even have a popular local beer here that's based upon Hair of the Dog Adam. So that's we're across the country from them. So One of our first homebrews, Brian, was Hair of the Dog Oatmeal Stout. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. Yep. What was, which was actually inspired more by actual dog hair yeah. in the beard than that. <laughs> that but, is correct. You know. I'm like, was there any kind of inspiration We, we may have had a very curious and nosy brew dog at the time who got, you know, got around the mash tonne. 
than that. So or the fur was just everywhere. It was, so yes, just, that too, that too. So I'm glad we had Alan on the show before he retired. If you want to check out that show, it was episode 145 from back in October of 2018. So oh, good that was fun. And uh, Portland, Oregon, which is where Hair the Dog is, uh, or was, is taking another hit because the uh, Modern Times has announced that they are closing multiple locations, including the one in Portland, but they're also closing Oakland, Santa Barbara, and Los Angeles, and uh by the end of the week. So probably by the time you're hearing this, they're either closing or have closed already. Uh, four locations in the Southwest, including California, will remain open as the company, quote, steps away from the opacity and unanchored optimism of the past, unquote. That's wow. the words. Okay. And they deal with the very bad financial situation they find themselves in. That part is my my. Is that so okay? Bad. I was yeah, like, yeah. well, they're laying it out there. <laughs> Modern Times cites both the pandemic and global declines in the craft beer industry as the reasons for the closures. Both came at a terrible time for them. They were in the process of a rapid expansion when the pandemic hit, and that's taken other breweries down in the past. Uh, My guess is the scandals from last year didn't help them out very much either because they were named in uh, the rat magnets. They were. They were in there. So So I'm I'm actually starting to get a little worried that uh, we may not have yet seen the full financial and business impact of the pandemic, and we may see more of this in the coming year. So There were some conversations on Facebook last night about, you know, the brewery closures and that, and I do think – I think 2022 is going to be a rough year. Yeah. You know, a lot of breweries had 2020 and 2021 where there was, you know, the stimulus money that went out that helped a lot of these breweries goes on. We were already trending to see more closures in 2019. It it would just seek to, it it would make sense that we would have seen more closures, but they weren't there. And I'm afraid that, I'm afraid some people are going to, you know, their plug's going to be pulled. I think it's going to be painful. People were holding out, hoping that things would be gangbusters after everything got past it. But I don't think anybody anticipated we'd, it would have gone on this long and people would be scraping by now. Business is closer to being normal now and people are doing okay-ish now. But if you were already struggling before, yeah, this was not this was not a great time for you. So best of luck to the people out there. Man, got to do, do what they can. We wish them all the best. You are listening to the Beer Guys radio show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with Fossil Cove Brewery. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram what in now back to the beer guys radio show 
Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now let's get back to Fossil Cove Brewing Company. You've got to change your wording to let folks know we're also on the podcast part. Oh, I got to. Yeah, we'll I got to do, do that. that. That's of, not That's not the unpopular one we were talking about. That's, that's a very popular one. Yeah, so, yes. we'll work it in there. We'll get there. Yeah, one I need day, to update Brian, that. One day. One day. You know what? Right now, we are drinking... A session IPA from Fossil Cove. It's got a groovy dinosaur on the can, which, I mean, right there, you just want to grab this thing up, man, when there's a dinosaur there. But you know what? The first thing that comes to my mind when I take a sip of this, it's very bright. It's a very clean, very bright, bright yep. beer. Yep. So, yep. guys, can you tell us a little bit about your session IPA? Uh, yeah, it's, you know, the session IPA became a pretty popular style, what, six, seven, eight years something, ago? Something like that. Yeah, nice. Uh, about six, seven, eight years ago, it was really becoming a, a real popular deal uh, in the IPA world because so many IPAs were high alcohol, you know, six and a half, seven, seven and a half percent right. is the norm on the West Coast, you know, and they won't even sell it to you in a 10 ounce glass. Uh, so, you know, we were talking about it and it became a popular style there for a couple of years. And, and we at the tasting room, all of us, especially back then in the early years, drank a lot of beer at the tasting room and we're always drinking the IPA and it's a 6% beer. And we just decided it would be nice to play around with making a session IPA and something a little lower alcohol that we could, could uh, put out in the market. Uh, I think we're still the only one locally that's out in the market regularly. Maybe there's one other. Um, so there's a good, a good spot in the market for it. And our, there's a good demand, you know, not only from the people who work here, but also the, our tasting room patrons. It's one of our most popular beers now. Gotcha. So, yeah. yeah. I, I Sorry, go right ahead there. Well, I was going to say, it let us, like, tap into some of the, like, fruitier hops, too. Like, you know, yeah. some of the, like, the Simcoe and the Mosaic and, you know, some of those, like what I'm saying, you know, when the beer came out five or six years ago, we're, we're starting to, like, come on the scene and, and weren't quite, uh, you know, you didn't have the exposure that you do now for those hops. Well, this, this one hits my sweet spot for a non-Northeast IPA. Because I'm not a big West, I'm not a big West Coast guy. I don't like the bitterness. So I don't, I don't like that yeah, bite. Yeah. But I do like a little bit. And this has got a nice fruity note. There's citrus forward there. Uh, there's a little bit of resinous. There is some bitterness, but it's not. It's not knocking your teeth out, punching your palate. So there's a balance right. there. And I dig this. I dig this. This one's got a nice feel for a, a, a session it IPA. Does, a yes. lot of times, session IPAs strike me as feeling a little watery. This seems light yeah. without feeling watery. So I do like that. I was thinking with the session IPA, that's like the, like the early forerunner or precursor or the allusion to the more healthier beers we've seen come along because it started yeah. there. Yeah. But before totally. anything else, it was session IPAs for people that were trying to be a little bit more healthier, you know, whatever. That's true. Yeah. And it's moved exactly. lower yeah. and lower alcohol and more and more interesting additives to try to uh, give at least the illusion of health, if if not actual Real health, you know what I mean. Sure, sure. No doctor here, so I can't really tell anybody. This is not medical advice, right? Not medical advice, guys. What's the ABV on this one? Do I see? Is that four point four nine? Four nine. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. See, have you a couple, man? Don't feel bad about it. That's right. Have you enjoy it? Enjoy a session. You know what, guys? I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but your brewery is in Arkansas, and that's Uh, something we found out about now. And So, as I mentioned to you before we got on the air, I've lived in Arkansas, lived in the northeast part of the state, lived in Fort Smith, Little Rock. Craft beer wasn't real big there when I left. And when I lived in Little Rock, which I guess the last time was around 2000, Flying Saucer 
was the place to oh, be. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was a member of the Flying Saucer. Yeah, man. So you go there, you know, you get the Flying Saucer. They were, our version of that over here, we have a place called Taco Mat. Arkansas Craft Beer, when I moved away, it wasn't uh, that big of a deal. Uh, we had the Flying Saucer. It did have, uh, you know, hundreds of beers, just taps all over the wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, you probably had Dino's. At that right. time in Little yeah. Rock, yeah. Of, like the OG, the OGs, I mean, they're like early 90s, but yeah, Vino's for sure. Right. And that's so when I go back over, I still have family in Northeast Arkansas, uh, but the part that he's in, they, they don't really get a lot of it there. How is craft beer across the state now? How is craft beer in Arkansas? Oh, it's, it's good. It's growing. growing. You know, you were sure. talking about Georgia growing really fast. I mean, we've got... Fifty plus now. Yeah, I mean, well, when we started, okay. yeah. when this place opened, there were like five, yeah. something yeah. like that. There were just a handful. So in um, yeah, ten years we've increased it by tenfold. Yeah, I mean, and and you're starting to see too, like all of the metropolitan areas, like they they kind of like you know, 2012 to 2015, a lot of breweries started growing. I mean, we had Benton County, which is north of us, didn't go right. wet until. Two years after we opened, 2014, yeah, 2014, 2014, 2014, 2014, something like that. So now we've got quite a few breweries there, but you're starting to see like expansion into some of the more like rural areas and like smaller towns now too. So I mean, we still have we have a lot of dry counties in Arkansas. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's always just something like yeah, you're not. I think there's one brewery in a dry county in all of Arkansas. Oh, that's it. Well, speaking of, we were talking about Jonesboro, where the where the college is, Arkansas State. Mm -hmm. That's a dry county. You got to run to the county line, you know, to get your beer. And they're not open. They opened a new one there. Yeah. Is there a brewery there? Yeah. It's open. It's like Native Dog, I think. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry yeah. if I said the wrong brewery. Because I remember when I was over there, you could you could serve alcohol if you were a private club. So being yes, a private yeah. club means you'd come in and you'd say, I want to join your club. You give them $2 and they'd give you a membership card. You a, a right. card. So then you're yeah. a member, then you were a member of the private yeah, club. Yeah. And you have so. to sign, you have to sign in when you, that's when right. You yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The fun alcohol laws, man. I, so crazy. I didn't realize there was so much, so many dry counties. I knew famously there's distilleries in certain counties and uh, it was a Tennessee or Kentucky, maybe Kentucky. Any, anyway, dry counties where there are people distilling, but you couldn't actually you buy couldn't, it there because it's yeah. a dry County. Let me throw a shout out to, Blyville, Arkansas, where you can go through a drive through liquor store. They will give you a fifth of Jim Beam, a two liter of Coke, and two glasses of ice to go with it <laughs> in the drive through That so. sounds like date night. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's innovation. Uh, that's it, man. Yeah, that's they'll take great. care of you some places. So <laughs> They know what's up. Wow, 50 breweries there, man. I would have had no idea, yeah. you know, yeah. just from from what I see on the, on the part that I go through. Yeah, and we're, you know, Northwest Arkansas is one of, if not the fastest growing areas in the country yeah, right now too. Right. So, um, there's a lot of room for growth. It, it's pretty awesome to be on the front wave of it. I was just thinking that based upon your numbers and how you're growing, you, you do have the advantage of, you know, you look around and other states may have more breweries and have gone faster, but a lot of those places are contracting a bit because they've gone right, right. way ahead and you still sure. have a lot of, a lot of the horizon ahead of you before you have to worry about oversaturation and, and right. other issues like that. Well, that's, yeah. I was no, talking the go ahead. No, you go ahead. So I was going to say, it's one of the easiest States in the country to open a brewery and by far, because we've talked, we, like, he and I have both been in the guild and stuff and it, uh, talking to other Southeast breweries and talking to you guys earlier, it, it is, you know, we're very fortunate in our ability to operate the way we do. The, you know, since you mentioned that, what are the laws in Arkansas as far as like direct sales distribution and all that go? Oh, it's all ever since <clears throat> we've never really had to fight for much other than protecting our self-distribution rights. So the day I opened, I could have a tasting room, 
uh, brew, and there's a few restrictions that have changed, but nothing too major. Mostly for larger businesses are what the laws that have changed have, have um, benefited. I got gotcha. But for okay. us, you know, we were able to do everything. Uh, in Fayetteville, we were the only only place well, when we first opened you could get beer to go because we were able to sell growlers to go on Sunday. And that is just something that the beer law or the brewery laws in Arkansas superseded the I city gotcha. Laws. Okay. See, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny so seeing like, those little loopholes, how some things work out. Yeah. Like I that. mean, right. in Arkansas alcohol law, they're so like city and county based and localized, you know, you can be in a wet county and have dry towns. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. You know, it's a very like, you know, it's really like what, what the people in that like a pretty small geographic area want. And that's kind of like how, how it goes. Yeah. You guys yeah. should pick like your least favorite person in town and make like his address dry. Like just one, <laughs> just like literally the one house Can't there. Can't drink at his house. Like, what what <laughs> is funny. this, man? I can't do that to him. I can't do I'm that sure to him. I'm sure we can get it on the ballot. I mean, uh, yeah. it, it can happen, but. Yeah, it's, rough. I mean, it's interesting to see, you know, the, just the changes all over. Some places you can't sell beer that's cold. It has to be warm beer, right. you know, so. Yeah. Oklahoma used to be For like a while, that. yeah. They like three, switched three, over two beers. years ago, yeah. 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 It would be, if it was cold, it had to be 3.2 or, or less. See. I feel sorry for all their, all their IPAs. Right. Got to serve them warm. Oh, they're hot IPAs. Well, we do need to take a break. You're listening to the Beer Guys radio show, and we'll be back very soon with more from Fossil Cove Brewing Company. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get them all. Get them all coming. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, KLID 1340 AM in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Catch Beer Guys Radio on KLID every Saturday at 4 p.m. Now let's get back to Fossil Cove Brewing Company. Fossil Cove Brewing Company. Brian, I've got another beer in my hand from Fossil Cove here. And there's so many great dinosaurs on here. Very colorful dinosaurs. <laughs> All the greatest. Uh, I got Stegosaurus over here. See, that's dope, guys. man. That's dope. Yeah. Yep. I've Makes got sense. a La Brea <laughs> Brown in my hand here, which is a Belgian brown ale. And uh, there is a, uh, is which dinosaur is this? It, it kind of looks like a T-Rex, but I think not. Uh, uh, this on the is on the La Brea. On the La Brea. Yeah, that's like T-Rex. Oh, okay. Like, oh, he's T-Rex. T-Rex. He's dinosaur. Yeah. But, man, he's I got mean, his arms cool. are a little long for a T-Rex. <laughs> you know what? You're right. So they are a little long. Go with Velociraptor. But wouldn't it have been Plus cool? Enough, to, it might be yeah. It would have been fun to have him have the hands too short and him struggling to take a sip of his beer. There, so, but he's enjoying the tar pit. He's kicked back like it's a hot tub. <laughs> with a snifter yeah. of the tiny hands. Yeah, like, just <laughs> right there, man. And he just can't reach his mouth. Just so <laughs> close. So sad. So sad. Which is why he decided to just stay in the tar pit and die. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Guys, can you tell us a little bit here about about this beer? Uh, yeah, so this is a Belgian brown ale. This is actually the fifth recipe that we ever brewed. So this would be the fifth batch of beer. Is that right? Sixth, maybe. Batch of beer that I ever brewed on our original system. And... Uh, when it's a Belgian brown ale, so it's it's actually uh, a, a beer that I tried to to emulate from Pike Pike Brewing Company up in Seattle, Washington. Oh, so when okay. I when I uh, we bought our equipment used from uh, a brewery up in Port Townsend, Washington that shut down 
uh, it was called Water Street Brewing Company. And when I was going, just, you know, long story short, I had the opportunity to buy the equipment when I first started out and before I even went to brewmaster school and uh, flew up there. And while I was up there, went buying the equipment, went to Pike Brewing Company for the first time. And they had a, it's called Tandem, I think is the name of it. I still have the shirt, I believe. So I love the beer so much I bought a shirt. But it was a, uh, it was a little heavier beer. I think it was uh, closer to eight percent. But it was a Belgian brown ale brewed with coriander. So, uh, you know, once I had my own brewery, I was like, might as well now. I'd never even tried to do it as a as a home brewer, so uh, make a recipe like it. And so I just was playing around. And I had two of the local businesses come in. Uh, one of uh, it was uh, called Grubs, and one was called Hammond Trees. And those two guys were there, and I had just carbonated, and I just put it on tap, and they were trying the other beers that we had. And uh, I gave them that, and I was like, hey, just tell me what you guys think about this beer. You know, I just playing around with something, told them the story behind it, and they both go, okay, we'll take that. And I was like, oh, that wasn't necessarily what I was hoping for. <laughs> no. But there we uh, go. Okay, and so, yeah, so that was like the origin story. And, and um, Grubs doesn't carry it anymore, I don't think. They're more of a college bar. But Hammond Trees, uh, that original account, I would call them our first account. It was the first keg I ever dropped off in the back of my Jeep was was and is still one of our best accounts and it's where i eat lunch sometimes two to three times a week that's awesome so it, it, yeah. yeah it is really cool yeah yeah that's you know it's it's a really unusual style to be a brewery's most popular beer is what i was it noticing. Is. yeah like brown, i would not have brown. thought of that as being is being a thing but oh my gosh this beer as it warms up like many brown ales do and part of the reason i like a brown ale but don't think they're boring is they open yeah, up sure. and they improve as they warm yeah. a bit. This one yeah, of course, absolutely yeah. improves a great deal. Especially this one in a can. Um, it's just and, and it's just got like a really big following here in Fayetteville just because it's been around since 2012. It's 10 been, years now. Yeah, yeah it's been okay. around. Yeah. Uh, it's been readily available almost everywhere. Um, and there's people that, that, I mean, if they're drinking Fossil Cove, that's what they're drinking, you know. Do you they try our other stuff, but then they go back to the brown. Go back to time. that? Yeah. yeah. Do you know, does that, uh, I know each area kind of has its own preference. I think IPA is kind of across the board, but like uh, yeah. I saw someone moved out here from California and they commented on our availability of like kettle sour, you know, that, mm. that we do a lot of fruited kettle sours, the Florida wise style. Uh, here, yeah. I think the southeast in general. Yeah, do pretty a good much. Of that, but yeah. Yeah. we just brewed it. I just finished the kettle sour today. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, is that yeah. what is the Arkansas palate? What is it? The brown ales and those maltier things, or is it? It's IPA everything sour? nowadays. Yeah. I think. yeah, yeah. I mean, Andrew Mark. Go ahead. I mean, it, I mean, it's like a little bit of everything. Okay. I mean, I think you get like, yeah, I mean, it, you know, craft beers. So everybody loves their IPAs. Sure, like that always yeah. has a spot. I'd say more. You know, the last few years we've seen a lot more like cider the lighter yeah. side of the thing, right. you know, yeah. like whether it's like a lager kind of, you know, the lighter, like the blonde and the, and the fruit beers are definitely like becoming more center stage down here uh, or up here. But, you know, um, yeah, it's a little, it's that like really nice, like I don't know, it's hard to describe. It, it, it's it an does. anomaly, man. Like it's crazy. How many, how many different beer recipes do you put lactose in? Because lactose is also a big four. 
for I mean there's lactose in the black as far as like what we distribute I've seen photos of y'all's beard nothing like what you guys do we'll throw it down man we're not making smoothie I don't know that there's a single brewery like in a smoothie beer it's classic like we're I would say it's classic like we're still converting light lager drinkers to craft beer yeah I mean you get out in the nether world in Arkansas and it's it's the it's it's still domestic it's domestics and so you know, and, and I think that, and I think that, just to kind of go along with your question on what our Kansas are drinking, at least in my experience in the market up here, that it is tent trending lighter. It is trending <laughs> more toward, and that's why you, you see our session IPA. Uh, we didn't we didn't send you guys. We might add like our our blonde ale to what we send right. you guys. Those sell just as much now as as La Brea used to be the dominant number one. I, I think I think that. Most 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 people's palates up here are kind of trending lighter, but there's still that that crave for a higher ABV or a multi beer. I still get asked for dark beers all the time. Yeah, I still get asked for you know higher ABV stuff, and and that's what's great about the Liberty Brown is it's six percent. It's dark, but it's easy to drink, but it still has a hefty craft beer flavor. You know, because there's still a lot of people who really haven't delved into craft beer that live up here. Right. You know, and so we're still hitting people that aren't yeah, necessarily used to it or haven't really even dived into craft beer at all that that have been drinking Mick Ultra and uh you know highlight bush bush light yeah. baby bush lattes <laughs> or what they call them you know? I, I, I will say every, everybody loves a double IPA though I mean yeah. a double IPA I feel like that's like craft but I feel like because you get so beer, much like because you get so much like tropical hops or or like intense hops but like really high ABV Every like everyday beers, I feel like double IPAs are, are are still popular, but everything's kind of trending a little lighter. But you still get people that want those double IPAs. We call yeah. them drinking beers, man. That's right. You got to have your drinking beers. beers. Lawnmower drinking, yeah. I call them. You know, sure, yeah. Lawnmower beers, drinking beers. Drinking That's beers? Uh, yeah. We've got something I think is super cool. Like here in Georgia, we have at least four or five now breweries that focus on lighter, lighter lockers. We're know, catching they, they up to you stuff, guys, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to come back around there. <laughs> it's almost a requirement we're, nowadays that every, everybody in like, we're, we've brewed one lager, I think in, in nine, nine and a yeah, half years. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah. it's almost a requirement nowadays for like, for everybody to have a light or not a light, but at least a lager mm-hmm. option. You something like something, something yellow beer. Again, Andrew, a cream like, ale, a blonde ale. You're going to like punch someone right. in the face. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. you got to have both ends of the spectrum. And I love that people are doing not just lighter lagers, but they're really putting, they're making crafty lagers. You know, so, sure, you're, sure. so you get that lighter bill, but you still yeah, get yeah. that quality yeah. there. That, that great flavor. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. rather drink. I mean, there are some days when I want like a Mick Ultra or like a, a, a High Life, you know, or a Pass or something. I would sure. rather drink that from someone that I know than a exactly. brewery in Milwaukee, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I still think that that's what's great about craft beer. And that's what's going to keep craft beer around. It's getting out to the masses, man. More people, yeah. the more approachable beers you have, the more people that can approach it. You know, they come, yeah, come in and have a La Brea, and then next thing you know, they're doing keg stands of the of the, uh, <laughs> you know, keg that. stands with the Yeti, <laughs> man. That's it. Hey, we've done keg stands of La Brea. Yeah. There you go, <laughs> man. There you go. You don't even re- at these days. You don't really even have to convert anybody. You just said, say, hey, I I make the yeah. same kind of thing that you already drink. I just make right. it a little bit that's better. Right. Right. And guess yeah. what? It's good. Try this out, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. That's right. 
Good stuff, y'all. You are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to get us another break in here, but we'll be back very soon with more from Fossil Cove Brewing. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Cobb County, Georgia is home to 18 great breweries, distilleries, meateries, cideries, and wineries. This March, Cobb Travel and Tourism brings you Bubbles and Brews Craft Beverage Month. Visit participating locations to get your Brew Pass passport and sample the featured brew. Make sure to get your Brew Pass stamped and cast your vote for your favorites and a chance to win sweet prizes all month long. Celebrate with Cobb's best craft beverage makers throughout the month of March. Get more info now at bubblesandbrews.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Fossil Cove Brewing Company. Fossil Cove Brewing Company. Brian, I got a tall boy in my hand. I have a 16-ounce can of Frostfest double IPA. We're breaking with the dinosaur theme here, guys, on the label art. We've got a Yeti on here. Can you tell us about Frostfest? Uh, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so this beer is kind of like a, it's an homage to a beer festival that we put on. It's, it's another one of our, like, COVID pivots. So kind of Frostfest, we started this beer festival in 2016. Um, it's just a way to, like, you know, have fun, try new beers, bring the community together. And we were able to bring in breweries from like a nine state area all around Arkansas. We'd have like 2000 people would come out and like 50 breweries and every brewery and their representative. And, you know, they'd come out and we'd have a great day of drinking in the cold. We'd always do it the first weekend of February. Uh, we partner with a local nonprofit, Appleseed. They do a lot of just kind of like... Uh, it's, it's garden-based education, so they're bringing kids in and teaching them about kind of like farming and healthy eating and nutrition. So like we can really get behind um, their mission. They do a lot of great work in our area, and so we were able to bring in a lot of people and raise a lot of money for them. And we we snuck this frostbust in at the beginning of 2020, and it was like three weeks after it was. COVID and shut down, yeah. and, shut down. <laughs> and, and just like, you know, the world, you know, ended for a while. Um, so we didn't do Frostfest in 2021. We were kind of planning for a Frostfest 2022. Um, that ended up not happening. But, but what we did, 
2021, we brewed this beer for the first time, the double IPA for it. We can it in four packs, 16 ounces, double IPA, just something that we thought would be like really good to, you know, get people through like the, all the at home and the closures and something to kind of like console everyone. Uh, and then proceeds from this beer, they go, they go and benefit out seeds. So See, that cool. way we can yeah. continue giving money, you know, donating to them and supporting their mission, um, even not having the festival. So. We're looking at a 2023 return. We'll see, you know. Come on, like, 2023. I, we're counting on yeah, you. Yeah, so come on come on out for that. We'll invite like, you. We'll send you guys free tickets. Awesome Thanks, guys. Yeah, time. there we Appreciate go. It's, it's yeah. a, it'd be a rad segment. It's fun. It'd it's be fun. fun, yeah. Here's a yeah. thought. Here's a thought. You could do a one-off. You know, you, you might still be able to fit in a festival this year. Have a defrost fest in the middle of summer and take <laughs> we've, we've the Yeti it. <laughs> the Yeti and Bermuda shorts wearing shades, you know. And, well, that yeah. might be. Right? So we've got our 10th anniversary coming up in June. And so yeah. we're like blowing it, blowing it out for our uh, 10th anniversary. I like where your head's at, right? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the Yeti the wheels so, are turning. But yeah. The, yeah, it's <laughs> always, it's always are. in July, man. <laughs> you can tell Brian's had a few when he's like, Hey guys, here's an idea. Yeah. You're like, Oh, <laughs> you here it comes. You know what you, hey guys, you know what you should do. You know what you should do. Right. <laughs> it's, it's always, it's almost always a bad idea, but it's an idea that amuses me a great deal. And it's yeah. more amusing if I share it with other people and they cringe. Brewers so. also Dude, love for you to. That's not a bad idea. See? I don't feel yeah. like we cringed at all. Oh, there you go, man. You got it, Brian. You oh, got I it. failed. I failed. You got it. Yeah. Because brewers love when you tell them, you like, you know what would make this better? Yeah, you know, you yeah. know what you should yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. I did, we're not uh, talking about beer. We're talking about a festival. So we're, we're, we're safe on this yeah, one. Safe on this one. Yeah. I brewed a whole brew one time. I did a, uh, a, a lemon, a lemon blonde and served Ooh. it at a beer fest. We were invited as a home brewer. And someone drank it, and he's like, this is pretty good. He's like, but you know what's really good? I tried this one. Bud Light's got this lemonade. Oh, yeah. But- and I'm like, oh, oh, that hurts. It hurts, I rem- I'd forgotten that. Oh, yeah. oh, dagger in the heart. That's This rough. is pretty good, but it's no Bud Light lemonade. Well, you're right. It is not Bud Light you're lemonade. Right. You're right. That is correct assessment there. Well, you know something that I, we talked about, I think we teased a little earlier. There was a collaboration brew with a, a notable historic brewer from the past oh, yeah. uh, yeah. that lives nearby. And, I got to ask about this. What what was this special collaboration that you did? Yes. Yeah. So that's, uh, it's actually something it's, uh, it's called old toe sucker is name of the beer. Um, would have been brewed in the late seventies sometime by Jack McAuliffe and, and crew at new Albion brewing. It's in California, central California. Can't remember the exact town. Oh, Petaluma. Sorry. Is that right? Uh, that sounds that's right. right. That's Lagunitas. It's like closer to Sacramento. I can't I remember. I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry, Jack, and all, all the all the people. <laughs> See, now it's canceled. Gosh, man. Craft brewery, though. It was. It is considered. He is considered the first craft brewery post prohibition. Um, yeah. So yep. he's opened 70, 76 to eighty two. They they you know they did their thing. He Frank and brewed a bunch of stuff together and and uh, really kind of it, you know pioneered and embodied the current even to this day craft brewer spirit. You know what I mean. Um, so he's resettled into the area and, and the local, uh, home brew club flops, they the lovers of pure suds who okay. meet here on Thursday evenings. They have really, really embraced him and he's embraced them and his family's embraced them and stuff and, uh, and have kept him involved in the brewing community around here, which is really incredible. And so he's been involved in different projects in the area, but, uh, uh, one of the Keith Lynn, the current president of flops was incredibly motivated to, do some sort of big project with old toe sucker this you know this beer that he liked is a beer that sierra nevada uh, worked with jack mcauliffe with i think they put one out we we discussed in like 2012 or 2013 
Yeah, for like a 30th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of their 30th anniversary series. That's right. Yeah. Also, uh, Keith Lynn himself has also done a clone recipe of it too. And so I was able to get a hold of some some uh, historical brew logs from Sierra Nevada themselves, and as well as from Keith. And and we tried our best to to recreate something that we've never had and do do the best job we could. And uh, we're aging it currently. It's sitting downstairs in um, some burp, some Heaven Hill barrels, and some. Heaven Hill, I think it's all Heaven Hill, maybe barrels. <clears throat> so it's in it's in bourbon barrels now, and we'll pull it here in the next month or two. And then the beer was released. The original was released on the uh, summer solstice, and so we'll we'll in in talking about it, we had originally thought about a fall release with a big heavy black barley wine, right? Well, instead we're just gonna keep it with keep with tradition and, and history and, and release it on the summer solstice. So. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, as the story goes, uh, Jack was present for the brew, which was which was pretty incredible. As the story goes, it's told by him. Day of, there was was his assistant brewer actually did suck some some toes at the original <laughs> uh, release. Will that happen so, at your at your release as well? Will there be a toe sucking booth? Well, you know, we'll see how many of these beers I have. Yeah, <laughs> can't, can't count it out. But. I think all three of you guys should get together and you know inaugurate kind of. It's like uh, a the, christening, a christening I, of the beer. Release. I promise you, these two will let me do. It myself okay <laughs> there you go man. there you go you know sometimes the owner the, the owner and founder has to has to has to take a bullet on has to get there stuff. right that's yes. right yeah, yeah, yeah. has to go down with the ship or the toes a lot of old beers like they were just the worst old, old speckled, speckled hand, hand. yeah the old toe yeah. sucker weird oh, unappealing names yeah. for beers and yeah. uh, horrible cirrhosis <laughs> yes horrible uh, cirrhosis ESB, the beer. Yeah. right <laughs> man so guys I, I feel weird asking this question brian your question i'm gonna read it and i'm gonna assume that it makes sense when i ask it what is 2022 oh there's a bottle of it right there there you go 2022 oh, right there is this desk? more of just like uh yeah like 2022 the year or the beer we were like you know let's start with the beer if we get talking about the year man it's just there's just so much that could be said there so yeah yeah it's like there's a lot of layers we could do like man where do we want to go with this exactly (laughs) real real quick with the beer it's just a it's just something i've i've had some champagne finished uh ipas before and it's, it's just something i think you guys have heard me say every new year's from eight years now. So I, we finally, I got around to getting one through the works. So we did one and, and bottled, uh, did an IPA, West Coast IPA, and then uh, used brown sugar and champagne yeast as the priming uh, additive. So just added the champagne yeast post-fermentation in the bright tank. Okay. Um, that was kind of because we, we ran out of a little bit of time to ferment the whole thing with champagne yeast. And I hadn't really... It's our first try, right? So I didn't really know what to expect. So not um, like so yeah, a brewed we, IPA, just a champagne no, finish. No, because a brewed IPA is just an incredibly dry, super dry yeah. fermentation, yeah. right? Like, yeah. no, this, like the whole idea behind this is to add, is to get the champagne component. So next year's edition mm-hmm. will be just 100% fermented with champagne yeast. Okay. Uh, just to see what happens. Yeah. 2022 cool. is a year. Uh, we crushed it. So. All uh, right, man. We're, you there know, month and a half in. Dude, wow. you know what? The future is bright. Count the victory now. Yeah. We're hoping 2022 yeah. is going to keep there going. There you go, man. They right. already yeah, won yeah. a month and a half in. That's great That's stuff, right. man. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. You can't argue so with that. So good. We did crush it. With, with, <laughs> crush. With, with every year, there's, you know, obviously there's there's question mark, especially after uh, the year that 2020 was, but 
I mean, we're pretty optimistic with 2022 as Good well. People are, people are still we, drinking beer, man. People are still yeah, that's drinking right. Beer. Still people drinking beer, still having a good time. Like, coming and hanging yeah. out with us, and it's like we can't really ask for I mean, that. So. Yeah, if you, everything looks bright. Sure, like, it definitely beat middle of March 2020. Yes. Doesn't it, though? Like, yes, can, I'll take yeah, 2022 over that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Fossil Cove Brewing Company. Head over to fossilcovebrewing.com <laughs> for more info or follow them on the social. All right, thanks, thanks, thanks guys. guys. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. It. Have a good night. Pleasure. You know what? That about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Brian, join us next week as we talk to True Colors Brewing. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Football season is here, and holiday parties are right around the corner. The Nest Kennesaw has you covered for both. Their new covered patio is perfect for cheering on your team while enjoying some great craft beer and keeping a safe social distance. When you're ready to schedule your next party, the Nest can handle big and small requests on-site or off-site at their event venue. Whether you're planning a weekend with a few friends or a party for 100, visit thenestkennesaw.com and make your plans today.